This is the Horse Radio Network. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. And I know I'm going home. Snowflakes are falling. My old homes are calling. Tall pines are humming. Because Christmas times are coming. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> this is Glenn Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of several of the shows. And you're listening to the fifth annual All Hosts Holiday episode. It has become a tradition at the Horse Radio Network for all the hosts of the HRN-owned shows to get together Christmas week for some fun, laughter, memories, and stories. So let's meet all the hosts in the order of date and time, I guess, of how they came to the network. And of course, we started this fiasco with Helena B. of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Stable Scoop Radio Show is now in its sixth year. So, hello, Helena. Wow. Hello, Glenn. Howdy doody. Six years, Helena. That's a long time. Long <laughs> I time. I don't know. And I don't know where I've been or what I've been doing in those six years. It's... 279 episodes of uh, Stable Scoop now. You know, we said that we actually recorded an episode of that today. And thinking back of, two, what did you say, 279 episodes? Yeah. yeah. What the heck did we talk about in 279 I know. episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and I'm sure that the, the next host says the same thing because it, the Western radio show is now in its fourth year. And that is co-host Alan Moorhead. Hey, Alan. It's, it's been four years. Yes, it has. You're in your fourth year now. I know. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time. And they said it wouldn't last. How many rodeos have you you announced at in those four years since you started doing the Western Radio Show? Hundreds. Well, I guess about 40 a year. So 80 would be, what, 160? Wow. That's a lot of announcing uh, women going around barrels. <laughs> Guys riding Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> But the women going around barrels look better. So Yes, yes, especially in the jeans. They look much better. Tammy Sarantz. Co-host of the whoa, Western whoa, whoa, Radio whoa. Show. What would yeah. it be if they weren't in their jeans? <laughs> it would be that new <laughs> show that just came out jeans. called Rodeo Girls, and we're not talking about that because <laughs> Jamie and I were forced to watch an episode of it. Now, All right. I have seen a bikini barrel race. <laughs> Tammy Serrans, host of the Western <laughs> Radio Show, the one that tries to keep Alan from talking about bikini barrel racing. Hey, Tammy. <laughs> Where would you put your guns? <laughs> that would be bikini-mounted shooting. <laughs> You'd have to use Derringers. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Jennings, host of Horses in the Morning, now in its fourth year. Yeah, four years of not having a real job is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but how many episodes are we done? We're like 600 and something, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're approaching 700 episodes. Phew, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of time spent together, Jamie. That's a lot of time spent together. And, and my husband, who said, what are you going to talk about after the first 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> we found something. <laughs> Coach Jen, my lovely wife and host of Horse Tip Daily, which is approaching, by the way, guys, 900 episodes. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, but they're short. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're five to fifteen minutes, so they're much shorter. You know, they require the same amount of editing, though, so it's it's still a lot of work. Good job, Coach Jen. Almost nine hundred. We'll you know what they're going to put on my tombstone, Glenn? Yes. 
This is episode sure? 900 of the worst in <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to be on my tombstone. In our third year of production over at the Driving Radio Show, Dr. Wendy Ying, my co-host. Hi, guys. Merry Christmas. And, you know, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later. We've had some listener questions of how we all met. And I do remember how I met Wendy because it was mem- very memorable. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. You noticed, Glenn, Wendy was the only one who was on the script. Hi, Merry Christmas. Everybody else had something snarky to say. <laughs> boring. I'm sorry I didn't get a copy of the script. I didn't either. That'll change Hi. as Wendy That'll change as Wendy drinks throughout the episode. Script. And then one of our old friends from Lexington, Kentucky, Reese Koffler Stanfield, host of the Dressage Radio Show, now in its fourth year. Hello. Happy holidays, everybody. She doesn't An old that friend. Old. Yeah, I was going to say, when I was an old friend. Whoa. I guess you're the only one I introduced that way, aren't you? Yes! I am. I don't know how I feel about this. And Reese has been deserted. Apparently, all of Canada lost internet or something because your (laughs) co-host isn't here. Yeah, it's okay. I have broad shoulders. I can handle it. I can represent Versace. Go, girl. (laughs) <laughs> Philip Parks is her co-host, and he was supposed to be here, but we don't know what happened to Philip. I hope he didn't. He, I hope he didn't fall off a horse or something. Oh, so right. It snowed in. So. Uh, Samantha Clark of the Eventing Radio Show, which is the sec- second oldest show actually on the network, uh, is uh, not here because she has up and moved with her children to England about three months ago. And now lives in England. It's about two in the morning as we're recording this. So uh, she says hello from from everybody over there. Her and her co-host Jess from the Eventing Radio Show both live in England. So they say hello and Merry Christmas to all of their listeners. And uh, we still appreciate Samantha. It's a lot of fun to hear. I don't get to talk to her as often anymore. Hey, two but in it, the morning with wine's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've never <laughs> seen Samantha thinking. drink. When she drinks, she gets very sleepy very quickly. So she, if she was drinking wine, she would be out. She wouldn't Red be here bull. at all. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you all being here. I have s- some statistics for you that uh, we always do that on these episodes after I introduce the hosts, give you an idea of how much we've done here on the Horse Radio Network. We are now in our sixth year. As of August of 2008, the first Stable Scoop episode came out. We now have over 3,000 episodes of all the different shows. Over 4,000, we think it's close to 4,500 guests have been on the shows. And by the way, that goes back to Chad, what uh, Jamie, what your husband said. Who are you going to talk to? Yeah. You know, it's hard to believe that we've had 4,500 guests. And <laughs> we haven't talked to everybody in the horse world yet. So nope. we have a few people to go. Over 112,000 listeners in 40-plus countries, and this year alone, over 4 million downloads of the shows. Wow. Woo-woo. Whoa. That's a whole lot of, of entertaining going on, and we want to thank the people who, who make our shows possible, and that is the sponsors. Without them, we wouldn't be doing it, so thank you to all of our sponsors. We appreciate your continued support, and, uh, and, and we're glad that you're on board, and we hope, we hope that we can continue our relationship for years to come and get it up to uh, another 3,000 episodes over the next six years or so. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we have some questions from listeners that they wanted to ask all of the hosts. So we're going to get to that next. All right. Too much me talking. Now we get you guys involved. Oh, it was good. 
Oh, you did great. Oh, and and, <laughs> and for Jamie, what are you going to talk about? As long as there's a Zenyatta, she's got something to talk about. That's right. Yeah, no doubt. Get a racehorse in here. We'll be fine. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Well, welcome back to the All Hosts episode here on the Horse Radio Network, our fifth annual edition here in 2013. So I asked for listeners to provide questions because I was running out of questions after doing this for five years. And, and uh, we got some good ones. So this is from our listener, Wendy. She asked, how did the Horse Radio Network start and how did you meet the host? Sometimes we told this story before, but we forget that we get new listeners all the time. And a lot of people have not heard this. Well, this goes back to Helena and I, actually. We did a little show. What was that called when we worked for Bitter Britain? Uh, the Talking Equine Show. We were both consulting with Bitter Britain, which is a tech company, and we started a podcast when nobody was doing podcasts. We didn't even know how to do it. It was no recording, so nothing. We we winged it. We winged it a lot. It was your idea. You were you you were like, let's do this thing, and I was like, okay. It took us yeah. about three. Helene and I are both geeks, and it took us about three weeks to figure out how to do it. And it was not easy back then. It was, and not then as another easy. three weeks to convince John Nunn to let us do yes. it. <laughs> and then John, John wanted to be on the show. This remember? This is going to be awesome. It's totally going to ever. Yeah. you're going to be the biggest name in the equestrian industry. And, and then and we couldn't get him off the show. Yeah. Then he wanted to be on every show. So, <laughs> and then we had. This was when we learned our most valuable. We our most valuable lesson in recording and technology when it comes to broadcasting. What was that? And it had to do with David O'Connor. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> So our first guest ever on the Talking Equine show, we thought we'd start big and we'd get David O'Connor on. And we, you know, go right to the top. Of, <laughs> we thought we'd start big. <laughs> we go right to the top and get the head of the USEF on. So, and we did. He agreed to come on our first show of the Talking Equine show way back when. And the reco- we, we spent an hour with him. It was a terrific interview. Get done. I hit save and my computer locked up. Oh, we had no recording. That's the worst. It was completely gone. We, I had to call David O'Connor on the phone and ask him to do another hour all over again. And then you look like a total. I look like a total station. jerk. He still won't talk to me to this day. He barely talks to me. So, <laughs> so that's how our first recording went, Helena and I, way back when. That was before Horse Radio Network. You know, Glenn, you could have just dropped it. Like, why did you have to call him back and be like, "I'm an idiot"? Uh, didn't well, just, it just be like. I, David O'Connor never existed on the show. Just I move on. It wasn't it John that really wanted him on, though? I think it was John Nunn, uh, head of Bit of Britain, who really wanted him on. I think John made me call him back. Yeah, so. and, he, and David O'Connor would keep listening to the show, trying to say, well, hey, when am I going to be on? He'd be yeah. sending me yeah. an email. Oh, your interview recently, wasn't good enough. Sorry. I think he recently had taken his post at the USCF, and, and so it was a big deal. It was, you know, it wasn't too long after he took that post or he was, he was primed for it. Something like it was, we needed the name. We needed the traction. Yeah. It worked out great. Uh, yeah. It worked out terrific. Yeah. He did Jimmy it. Wofford, like two, two episodes after that. Remember? Yes. He thought we were hot stuff. <laughs> yes. We learned about backup recordings then at that point is what we learned. <laughs> like two. Somebody make a second recording, please. So that's how, and then uh, what, that ended, uh, and a couple, what, about a year later, I called up Helene and said, let's do this all over again, but let's try and do it right. Technology's improving, and, 
And let's not, you know, let's make it part of a greater thing. So we started the Stable Scoop radio show, and we made it part of the Horse Radio Network, even though the Horse Radio Network consisted of the Stable Scoop radio show and about 12 listeners after three months. Um, but you know what, too, is, is, and we had no experience. You laughed. There really was 12 listeners after three months. <laughs> 12 listeners. Yeah, I, I was in, standing in my kitchen cooking dinner one night, and had a baby about the same age as uh, Jamie's baby. And you were like, woohoo, we got 12 listeners. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> mom. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, they're unique listeners, too. You know, yeah. <laughs> not like the same person hitting the site. They had to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, Alan. <laughs> Yeah. So that's how it started, and then we started getting more and more listeners. People actually started listening to the show. Uh, then the some of the other shows started coming on board, the eventing show and the dressage show, and it just grew from there. And, and uh, now we have 11 shows on the network. Uh, as I said, over 3,000 episodes. It really has grown quite exponentially from there. When we started, the, one of the, how did I meet everybody? That's a good question. Uh, Helena, we knew from years ago. Jennifer and Helena worked together at the Myopia Hunt Club, and that's how we knew Helena. When I go down the list here, Alan, we met through what website was that? The guy referred me to you. <laughs> Match.com. <laughs> I'm six foot three and 180 on that. <laughs> Equestrian singles. Yeah. Get bench press 340. <laughs> and he's 25 years old and handsome. It was through, uh, what was it? Uh, what, I was doing. Uh, you were doing oh. announcing or somebody or a TV show or something, weren't you? HorseCity.com TV yes. on RFD, yeah. Yes, HorseCity.com. And I asked the Horse City people, I said, I need somebody to host the Western Radio Show. And they said, we got this guy with this great voice, and he's a rodeo announcer. Yeah. And I said, well, let's talk to him. And I think that's how, that's how we met. Yeah, you've been cussing them ever since, huh? That's right. I've been saying, <laughs> damn. And then uh, Tammy came along. Tammy, we had you on the Stable Scoop Radio Show because of mounted shooting, right? Yeah, I was a guest, and I had no idea how you found me. <laughs> but uh, I don't yeah, remember I was, either. That, that is a little creepy sometimes, Tammy. Yeah. yeah. One of those fate things. <laughs> no, it's pretty much we're stalkers. We have yeah. to be stalkers. Well, it was actually my first co-host, Jimmy K. Cox, that uh, had Tammy on ours, and y'all had it on there, or, or y'all flip-flop somehow or another. And uh, Jimmy K. was president of the WPRA at the time, and she got busy with some other stuff and some uh, a new job came along for her in uh, real estate, and uh, she didn't have time to do Western Radio Show anymore. And uh, Tammy had done a good job as a, a guest on our show and your show. And uh, I can remember you said you called me and asked me something about having her on, and you had her co-host Stable Scoops with you one day, and it ended up being a trial run and a test, and I don't think Tammy knew that at the time. You know what, Tammy? You, you did, and I forgot this, you auditioned for Jamie's job. Yeah, I didn't know why, because I'm so not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what happened, as Tammy said, uh, I, I really don't want to get up that early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put the, we actually, Jamie's next, actually, we put the announcement on Facebook, is how we found Jamie. We actually posted on Facebook, we're doing this new show. We didn't say anything, did we, Jamie? It was just, we're doing this new show, we need a co-host. Yeah, uh, I, I just remember seeing an ad like we're looking for somebody to co-host a radio show about horses and i was like ding 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 it was on craigslist yeah craigslist, craigslist. <laughs> misconnections 
<laughs> oh, that's my favorite misconnections. I read that every week. <laughs> You're hoping to find somebody. I love it. Wendy. It's the funniest thing ever. I forced Dr. Kyle to listen to it every Sunday. Oh. <laughs> that's how I practice for really bad ads on Friday when I stand in. <laughs> you know, Jamie uh, was one of, we asked for people to leave voicemails, and we had 80 voicemails, literally 80. Jennifer and I got alcoholic beverages one night, and we <laughs> sat through 80 voicemails of people auditioning for that part on Horses in the Morning for the live show. Did you have any really bad ones? Oh, my oh God. My they were God. all really bad. Every one of them was, re- there would be these people, and it was mostly, I hate to say it, Reese, but it was mostly dressage women. So uh, we determined okay. that dressage women are lonely and bored is what we <laughs> determined. Pro- hey. uh, I, I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not one of them. So. <laughs> well, I what pray to be lonely and bored. I'm, I was I, lonely and bored, and I answered the ad, too. <laughs> Honestly, I pray to be lonely yeah, but you and have bored. Been. Well, we're checking out misconnections. You're obviously still lonely and bored. (laughs) No, I guess. Well, I had I've had a career in radio for the last 10, 12 years, and I just left a message and I said, hey, I I actually have a career in radio and I'm in between jobs and this sounds great. And I gave him my number and literally in the next like I swear it was a five minutes he called me back and uh... <laughs> that's because you were the one of the last we listened to and it had just come in we listened to like 70 of these things and it was like people would leave books they left us 12 minute messages oh and Jamie's was short sweet and just to the point and it was like call her back now <laughs> I wish I would have known about that ad I would have left you with like a hundred fake ones <laughs> <laughs> If I'd have known him, I would have left a hundred other fake ones really long. <laughs> That's how we met Jamie, and uh, that was history after that. We did audition, so we did audition four or five people that co-hosted, remember Helena? They co-hosted, we had him co-host the Stable Scoop show. And then we, all, yeah. we listened to all of them. There was a group of about ten of us that listened to all of them, and, and uh, uh, most of the people voted for Jamie, all except for Helena and myself, and uh-huh. everybody else voted for Jamie. But You told uh, me everybody voted for Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, it was a no-brainer. It well, was a no-brainer. thank you. Yeah. Well, I just think that the reason you guys had us audition to host Stable Scoop shows is so you could have a couple weeks off. <laughs> Probably. They were running out of things to talk about. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Sitting around in our pajamas with our feet up on our desk and these geeky headsets. That was we needed a break from that. <laughs> Hot chocolate, some cocktails, talking about horses. Coach Jen came next. That uh, how did I meet Coach Jen? Married her twenty five years ago, so that was a pretty easy one. Uh, she took over. She was producer of the Horses in the Morning Show first, and then I got too busy, and she took over Horse Tip Daily, and she does a much much better job than I ever did. So uh, that's I'm, true. Yeah, it is. No question. But she's like the tip queen. Jen's like the tip queen. She's the she's the type of person who you you're you're sitting around just having like you know a cup of coffee with, and she'll say, "Did you know?" ellipsis That's right. and then like this whole like a whole day's worth of conversation will follow and you walk away like man i know nothing about are horses. you saying that jennifer's filled with useless information no she's filled with a lot of horse tips <laughs> enough to fill 900 episodes worth <laughs> i think she was born with it it's like in her dna then uh, I, I tell you how I met Dr. Wendy Ying. Uh, Jennifer was kind enough. She knew that I had never driven a four-in-hand uh, carriage before, and she set it up for my birthday to go out to this farm near where we lived in Lexington. 
and actually was ended up taking not a lesson but just had a fun day out uh do it driving and actually got to drive four and hand of hackneys of all things now that i own one and that's how it ended up and wendy was the girlfriend of the guy who took us out and (laughs) came along in the carriage and after we were done i i we got in the car and i said jennifer didn't i you can vouch for this we got in the car after spending an hour in the carriage just and i got to drive my four in hand and not successfully but i got to do it they didn't wreck but it wasn't pretty (laughs) um but i got to do it it was so much fun and we get in the car and i said did you like that wendy girl she was fun we ought to do a driving (laughs) radio show with her it was literally when we got in the car and I called you up right away, didn't I? Like within the next week. Yeah, that's true. I called Wendy and said, let's do a driving radio show. And that's how I met Wendy was uh, kind of fate because of my wife getting me a birthday present. It was. It was just fate. Yeah. And it, it was you that really pushed to get that done too, that birthday gift. Because oh, it was yeah. on Easter Day, remember? It was on Easter and nobody would, um, nobody would do it. So our friend Mike Arnold called me because he knows me. I'm like... Of course, if you want to come for your birthday, I'm like, come on. But my horses, I uh, didn't have shoes on because I had just come back to Kentucky. Remember, so we pulled out the hackney ponies and Jennifer said, oh, that's great because she told me they used to have hackneys. That's why I pulled out the hackneys. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was Maybe Glenn could stop the ponies. I, well, I couldn't steer them very well. Let's put it that way. When you got four up there, there's a lot of reins. They all do different things. It's weird. And then Reese Koffler State. How did we meet Reese? You know, I was I, I truly do not remember. I don't know how did we? Oh, meet? that's We've, like post traumatic, isn't that something when you forget I, how it happened? I, <laughs> I remember how we met Reese. It was oh, so long really? ago since she's an old friend. I met Reese for the first time at um, News and Brews put on by Alltech before the World mm-hmm. Equestrian Games. Oh yeah. And they did a little piece about breeding sport horses. And Reese was one of the speakers. That's Sounds more like right. a bar and grill. See, this is what I mean. Yeah. She's got one of those brains. It goes in <laughs> and it never comes out. It stays there forever. Yeah. I can't believe you remember that. Like, I, I yes, I remember that <laughs> night, Jeff. <laughs> I, re- I remember meeting you. And um, you did an excellent job. And I was very impressed with your uh, presentation. And I read up on you a little bit and discovered that you had a, if I'm pretty sure it was a communications major in school. No. No, oh I God. no, I no, I, I have a master's in um, diplomacy of all things. That's what it was. <laughs> it was something about talking to people. Yeah, yeah. And then it was when, something uh, important. Yeah, when we were looking for somebody to do the dressage show, I I said, Glenn, I know just the gal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I had done some, um, I did some stuff on uh, horses in the morning, cooking yes. with Reese. Yes. So I had done yep. a little bit before. Yep. Yeah, which you I need to do to that mention. again. By the way, we miss yeah, you. We miss you. Oh, yeah. tomorrow. It, it, I may have to take one for the team tonight. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, that, so that's how we met. We had you on the show. Then we actually we, we became friends and we started hanging out with you and your husband and doing things together yes. long before you ever came on as the host of the yeah. Dressage show. That's yeah. right. And I miss you because um, we went to the Southern Lights, which is a big fundraiser at the horse park every year. And Glenn and Jennifer made me ride a camel. I think I was the only oh, one to awesome. ride the camel. And she, she had it doing pee-offs and massages. Yeah. It was great. Wait, wait, wait. Je- Glenn and Jennifer made you ride a camel. See, Jennifer does that. She makes you do stuff. <laughs> yes. And uh, you guys In didn't the get interest the of personal development. We had ridden the camel the year before. But what day uh-huh. was it? Yeah. What day sure. was it? What day was it? <laughs> it was 
hump day for sure. Hump day. Hump day. Yeah, it, was. it was hump day for sure. No, hump they, they were like, oh, we've, we've done it. We've ridden the camel. I was like, what are you talking about? No, come on. No, they would not get on the camel. No, just me. Just me. <laughs> Thanks, it was thanks, cold guys. as it was cold it was as so anything cold. that life too. It was and really rainy. cold. Yeah, they yep. just were like huddled in the tent. It was miserable. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they thought it was great. And I was And like, boy, I gotta tell you guys, camels smell bad when they get wet and disgusting. cold like that. Oof. They smell Ew. bad when they're dry. See what they make you do? <laughs> oh, you guys are a- like so mean to camels. Come on. Right? That was a holiday right? tradition that didn't last. I'm just, good at you. I'm just saying well, you smell bad when you get wet too. <laughs> well that's how we all met philip uh came along for the dressage radio show because she was a good friend of reese's and reese begged me to get a coast because she was sick of doing the show by herself so she uh we got philip in and uh philip philip had a rough first couple of weeks he took some time to and i'd say this with him here and he knows this um and then he's he now he's unbelievably good at it so he's way better uh, than me now he's awesome <laughs> if there's a question i want to ask like that i would never ask philip just boom he'll ask it i'm like wow he's great yeah he's not afraid canadians don't ask no, anything and they no, do it in such a nice way yes yeah he's perfect yeah. Very nice about it. So that's how we all came to be and and all got involved. And right after this uh, message, we got to get to the next question. I'll give you guys a second to think about it. This is from Rhonda, who is one of our legacy listeners. And for those that don't know, our legacy listeners are people who have listened to every episode of every show since day one. And Rhonda has done that. She is still a legacy listener. I met her. We got to meet her for a couple times. She's been to Florida, and we've gone to Disney with her and her husband and had a blast with them. They're a lot of fun. Rhonda wants to know, I want to hear about your first horses when you were kids or whenever you got your first horse. So we're going to be right back up to this word with those stories. Hi there, everybody. This is uh, Chris Duggan at Equestrian Collections, and I'd just like to take a brief, brief moment of your time to wish you all a super Merry Christmas this year um, from uh, me um, and also from all of our staff here who are still being very, very busy Christmas elves um, today. But by the time you're listening to this, hopefully um, we'll all be uh, uh, back at home with our feet up and um, returning to doing some packing, which after the thousands and thousands of boxes packed, um, maybe we won't do the Christmas wrapping. But um, I just wanted to stop a moment and thank you all very, very much um, for uh, buying from us, for being our customers, and also listening to um, some of the uh, episodes that we've done with Glenn um, on on products. Um, so. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Well, Alan, let's start with you. Rhonda wants to know about our first horses. What was your first horse? Well, my first horse wasn't even actually my horse. It uh, belonged to a friend of mine. And uh, where we lived, when, when Mom and Dad, I was in high school, just starting high school, and uh uh, my mom had a restaurant, and there was a guy that was always in there and stuff, and he had come to find out he had a horse. He didn't have time to get down there to him. was about, oh, a mile from where we live. And uh, basically my first horse experience at that time was uh, taking care of his horse, going down to feed it every day and that kind of thing just for the opportunity to ride it. And uh, I guess that's where that kind of got started as far as something I had for myself. Uh, I didn't actually own a horse until after I got married to my wife Angie, and uh 
it was uh, a daughter of uh, Doc Shug's brother by Doc Barr and out of a King Ranch mare. And uh, we didn't really do a whole hell of a lot with her, but uh, she was fun to have. <laughs> Better than made some babies. And <laughs> Did you for, take lessons at all? Were you self-taught? Pretty much self-taught. Yeah? Yeah. So Just, do you didn't show her anything as a kid? No. No? Well, my mama said I showed my butt a lot at school, but uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Okay, we're not going there. Yeah, and then I'd get it whooped when I got home, too. So, <laughs> so what was that first horse's name, Alan? Wrangler. Wrangler. Wow, you remembered? Yep. <laughs> I had to ask Coach Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, I assume your first horse was as a kid in Australia. Yes, kangaroo. my first horse was nasty. I learned to ride on this 30-year-old quarter horse that was just such a babysitter. And when my mom finally wanted to get me my own horse, I bought a little uh, Arabian pony that had a really big show career and it was going to be this amazing horse for me. And what happened, it was kind of sad. I was with my best friend and she used to own the horse uh, before I did. So she went out to catch this little steel gray Arab pony called Sammy and she went to hit him in the hindquarter to get him through a gate or something. He was being a real jerk. And he actually went back to kick at her crop and kicked her in the head and almost <gasps> killed her. Ooh. Yeah. I was about, wow, I was really young. I was still in primary school, we call it over there. But that was my first pony. And after that happened, she had plastic surgery on her face and she survived and had a hoof print on there now. And my mom was so distraught that this horse did this to this girl. And it's not... It's not all the girls' fault. It's not all the. It's just one of those things that happened. But she sold him as a cart horse. He was a really high quality show horse, and she sold him to some guy to use in a cart because she just wanted him, wanted him gone. So my first little horse was a little evil Arab pony that is now probably pulling tourists around somewhere. <laughs> so uh, yeah, after that I got some or nice horses. Them. But how many <laughs> Arabs have you owned since, Tammy? Uh, I have, I've trained a, a few from out of shooting, but uh, never never owned another one. But uh, not to get off track, Glenn, I did uh, stay with some people who uh, in show international in endurance and actually learned a few weeks ago that, that there's a place for them. <laughs> <laughs> they have a talent. So uh, I learned a lot about endurance riding and all that kind of stuff when I was doing a clinic in, in Texas. So anyway, I did... It took me that long to realize that they have a use. So uh, that one wasn't gray, was it? By the way, it was. Yes, he was. <laughs> we owned we owned that horse after you. Actually, uh, really? it took and we put it in the cart, and it took Jennifer through a three board fence in that cart. <gasps> literally smashed oh the three board fence back and forth several times till it broke all three rails, and then ran through about twenty five electric fences. So we owned that horse after you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that little pony was was evil. And my second pony after that was a, an old, old Palomino called Pal, who I used to write him letters in the evening and put him in my closet for him. I loved him to death. So anyway, there was hope after the Arab. <laughs> 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 and we're not saying all Arabs are bad, but oh, no, apparently, no. No, apparently Tammy and I owned the same one, which is really amazing <laughs> that it made its way from Australia to, to Pennsylvania. As mad like as that. my mom was that he hurt my friend, she probably threw him that far, Glenn. Or <laughs> 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 just pushed him out to sea. <laughs> Jamie, you were in Atlanta at the time. I was. I was that. 
I was that little girl who wanted a pony and looked under the Christmas tree every year and thought that it should be delivered into my living room. Um, so when my parents decided uh, to get some property in Atlanta as a uh, investment, they found some neighbor of my grandma's who gave us a pony who was 35 when I got her. And she was so old and her name was Misty and she was just a bag of bones. And of course I loved her, but uh, she didn't have quite the endurance for the things I wanted to do with her. So <laughs> imagine, she, I know we, we call that watching your grand, your grandma give somebody a piggyback ride. Yes. Aww. Yes. Awful. It is very sad. So so my parents quickly recognized that Misty was not going to be my dream horse and gallop me, you know, down the beach. So uh, I actually ended up getting a POA named Snowflake. And oh, she, oh, she was such she was a demon, but she was my demon. So it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew from there, you know, and, and I ended up with a bunch of Shetland ponies and I had just tons of ponies growing up and then ended up in the thoroughbreds. And I've had thoroughbreds ever since. Did your POA have spots? Actually, no, she was solid white. But when you hosed her down, she was pink and purple spotted. And she, oh. I thought that I had the coolest pony in the world because she was pink and purple. Awesome. <laughs> what little girl doesn't want yeah, a pink and purple cool, pony? Right? I want a pink was, and purple pony. I was nine. I'm like, she's pink and purple when she's wet. Well, there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of pink and purple ponies right now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coach Jen, what do you start? I don't even know what your first horse was. I had to think about this. Um, You've owned a thousand horses. Yeah, I, I don't have. know. You what just that got one was. yourself in trouble, Glenn. No, I don't know this. I, he doesn't know this. Well, growing up, there were six kids in the house, and everybody had to have a pony. Wow, that's like half the Brady Bunch. Yes. <laughs> and so I had to think about which one was my first that was my very own. So my very first pony that was my very, very own that I did not have to share with any of my brothers and sisters or my mom was a ginormous retired field hunter by the name of Amby Dexter. Oh. Well, he could we, go right or left. Yes, he could. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 came, he came from New Holland sales stables, and uh, he, he was retired because he got caught up in some wire while jumping a fence in the hunt field and wow. ripped off the back of his hoof. Oof. So uh, he was he was demoted because uh, they figured, oh, he'll never be sound again. But we had a farrier who was willing to take on a project, and we got him sound. And when I got him, I was about, I would probably say 10 or 12 years old. I literally didn't know that there was something called posting to a trot. And uh, so he, he, he taught me a whole bunch. <laughs> I meant that guy way in only. I didn't care as long as I could climb up on him like a little monkey and yeah. cling like a burr while we jumped over the biggest damn fences I could find. I didn't care about anything else. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know that there was a walk gate. Like you could walk and trot. Like I would hop on Snowflake and it was a gal. It was like she would run yeah. away with me constantly and I just held on. Here comes Sammy. Here goes Sammy. There. See, that's, that's what we did too but when i got him you know he was a properly trained horse he knew flying changes and he could find a spot and all this fancy schmancy stuff and i had never done anything but ride bareback so you know he, he we get dexter we get tack and we get a little riding helmet at a yard sale and i'm going well what do i do with all this stuff well with six kids and six ponies they couldn't afford tack no. you know that was, just, that was an option so. 
<laughs> Wendy, you I don't know your story either. You grew up in Massachusetts, right? I was up in Massachusetts and actually um my family is not horsey. You know, my parents were city people. And Your dad was a was a geek. Like yeah, geek. my dad's a computer yeah. geek. And um, you know, uh Chinese people think horses are for, you know, working or eating, so we didn't have them as pets. And uh so um my mother once my you know, my mother like moved to the suburbs and she wanted like, you know, to take us to soccer and do all this stuff. And she loved the riding outfits. Like she'd love the chasing a fox in a little black dress page. <laughs> so um, when I was four, she took me down to the local stable and um, I used to ride this little shell and pony named Red, who was totally awesome. And um, it was like the pony that everybody would fight over. And um, I was so lucky because my that first pony, I didn't own that pony, but that was the first time I can remember riding. Um, and I think Red was like probably 10 hands, like now that I'm looking back on it. <laughs> and I never wanted to go on to any more ponies. I rode Red until I was like, you know, 15. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't get off that pony. And they kept wanting me to go on horses. And I'm like, no, I want the Shetland pony. So... <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and I actually never thought I'd be driving. I uh, I had some neighbors that drove. And um, I don't know. It just never, I, I thought, oh, why would you do that? I love jumping because I love to jump. And now I just can't even, I see jumps and I'm like, oh, how can we get around? Jennifer knows this. She rode with me. <laughs> Now, Wendy is the only one of the hosts, this is probably something that all of you don't know, is the only one of the hosts that has actually owned a full-size stagecoach. Yes. A real stagecoach. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. My, yep. my dad had a crazy friend that um, owed him money for something. I don't know the whole story. And that's but how you get a stagecoach in the family. <laughs> that's a crazy friend. <laughs> it showed up at my house. He was trying to pay off a debt, and the stagecoach showed up at the house. <laughs> but see, they didn't understand at all. My dad's like, oh, that's great, because she can use it in the shows. I was driving a single pony at the time. <laughs> I'm fine driving. Did you ever drive the stagecoach? We did once. Remember, I think I sent you the picture. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Was it with four horses? With four horses. Paul May, who was one of our regular guests on the Drive Radio Show, um, he was working for a farm down the street from where I lived in Virginia um, that had shires. And I was taking the stagecoach to the Martin's auction, and he heard that I was taking it up there. And he's like, he called me, he said, I always dreamed of driving a stagecoach because he's from England. So he always wanted to, he likes the cowboy kind of things. So I said, okay, well, come down with the horses. So he brought the horses down. We all got on our cowboy hats, and we drove that stagecoach around <laughs> the neighborhood. That must have been a sight to see for the neighbors. I know. And actually, that was my first time driving four in hand. With a stagecoach. With a stagecoach. <laughs> Sitting up about two stories in the air. <laughs> You're a, it's a long way. When you sit on top on those seat, driver's seats up there, it's a long way down. Oh, yeah. It really is. Mm -hmm. Well, Reese... Your first pony. Well, were you in Lexington? I was in Lexington. Yep. I was born and raised here. Um, and I, I don't know. I think my mom was trying to kill me early. Um, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I never had a cute pony. My sister had the cutest, you know, white little pony called Snowball. No, I got the retired racehorse. 
I don't know what my mom was thinking. Like, I'm like, now with that I'm an adult, I'm like, mom, were you trying to get rid of me as a small child? Like, what were you doing? She's like, he was really quiet. Well, I had a little unfortunate accident on his name was Solo, where my mom, again, took me out on a hack. And I didn't want to go. I I was a dressage rider from the beginning, you have to remember. And she took me out. And the horse took off like a racehorse with me. And um, I fell off of him. And that was the end of him. And then I, then I got, so that was a traumatic incident, but my, so my real, the horse that I say, his name was Teddy the bear, very appropriate. And uh, he was awesome. He was a tricaner. He was black and he was awesome. So I had Teddy the bear. Can I ask a question here? Sure. So your sister had the adorable cute pony. Does she ride now? Well, um, good question. it's a great question. She, um, she just had two babies, so she will ride. No again. is the answer. Not, yeah, right, not, right, not right now. So not right now. your mom taught you a lesson by giving you the hard one. And guess who's the Grand Prix dressage rider? Suck it, sister, in your cute pony. You win. Right. <laughs> My sister actually also is a, is a Grand Prix rider. So it's oh, a little, well, it's a, yeah, it's a little, she, and she, she did yeah, better. Yeah, but she doesn't have a radio she, show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I don't and, think so. She doesn't have the arthritis in the twisted left arm that I do. So, yeah, whenever I have to half hold on the left arm, thank you, Mom, for trying to kill me as a baby. Okay, there were no comments about Reese starting with her first real horse as a tracaner. Nobody taught the comment on that. That was next. It was like, it was too easy, Glenn. It was too easy. Oh, we all start with these crippled little ponies. Mine was 35 years old. You were, oh, I had a tracaner. Well, that was after the like insane thoroughbred off the track. So, I think. At this point, my my dad stepped in and was like, "No, we're not getting her the freebie off the track." So I did have <laughs> the freebie off the track and multiple medical bills to, uh, yeah. And a twist. I literally, seriously, if any of you see me with my arm, my arm's all weird because of that. I think you'd be safer on the thoroughbred than the tracaner in my I know, I know. But he was the best horse ever, and I would ride him everywhere bareback. He was great. Yeah, sure he was. All tracaner people say that. How wonderful. <laughs> Like, no offense. I don't really like Jacaner. <laughs> His so name was Buster. and Jamie started out with horses nobody else wanted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, nobody. Jamie's my, those folks is we don't want him to die on our place. He's old and crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Reese, it was we don't want him to hurt our kid. Let's send him over yeah. there. <laughs> Her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. she's good at she's good at hospital bills. Yeah. My mom just saw a free pony, and that was all that she cared about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mom it's saw a mistake free, a lot of moms make. Free racehorse. Like, she says, <laughs> you don't have to feed him much. <laughs> well, think about the poor kids nowadays that have Craigslist. Their parents are finding their ponies on Craigslist. Yeah, that is scary, especially after we read all those ads every Friday. <laughs> yeah, do y'all yeah, still do that? that? That's funny. Yeah, we still do, and it's still the most popular day of the week for our show, for sure. People love that. We get, what, probably 100 ads submitted for every week now. It's it's very popular. It's My sad first... how easy it is to find Craigslist. Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> Jennifer, I, Piper, right? Yes. Would have been the first one I owned. Yes. You owned a lot of horses, but when after I married Jennifer, I we went to New Holland, the, the meat market, the meat auction, and one day we were there, I saw this sad pony standing there waiting to go to the butcher shop, literally. Aww. And he was he, she was about uh, 13 and a half hands, cute as a Dickens, uh, but sad and probably a little bit lame. And I said to Jennifer, we have to buy her. I, I want a pony. And so we <laughs> no, did. No, it was Pretty- like this. I want a pony. Let's buy her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I didn't know I wanted a pony till we went there and saw this little pony. Uh-huh. And I knew I wanted to drive because I didn't like riding. That wasn't for me. <clears throat> and uh, so, so we got this pony, 90 bucks. That was we so paid for her. For paying ninety bucks for that pony. Oh, she was <laughs> mad that I overpaid. You paid too much for that pony. <laughs> yeah, he did. She only wanted me to go to fifty, and I went all the way to ninety, and she was mad. I saved <laughs> the pony from the meat market. So, so we took the pony home, and we learned. We tried to ride the pony. That didn't work. Uh, pony didn't want to have any parts of riding. So we thought, well, let's try and drive the pony. So Jennifer ground drove the pony because I didn't know anything at this point. Jennifer ground drove the pony and realized the pony knew how to drive really well. So we got a cart, we got a harness, and that pony over the next 12 years taught me to drive. Uh, every time I would do something wrong, I didn't know a thing. I didn't take any lessons, nothing. So Jennifer really didn't know how to drive either. So anytime I'd do something wrong, this pony would throw her head. And I, we finally figured out that throwing her head meant I was doing it wrong. So I'd keep changing what I was doing till she stopped throwing her head. And that's how I learned to drive. That pony taught me. So that's then I spent 15 years driving that pony almost every, probably several times a week. Love that pony. That was my lifetime pony. Her name was Piper. But what if that pony so. was teaching you the wrong thing to do? <laughs> she probably was. <laughs> Wendy's seen me drive, so she probably was. And driving, it doesn't really matter. We just have to shoot on the road. As long as you stay on the road, you're okay. <laughs> as long as you're not driving in front of cars and dying, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, Piper, who was what, $90 pony from the meat market. It was. Uh, and it was an Amish pony, we found out, too. And it had raced at the county fairs. So <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting pony to have as my first one. Sweetest pony in the world. Died at 45 years old. Goodness. What? Really? Yeah, had a stroke at 45. Oh, yep. my God. Yep, lived a long, long time. We, re- we drove her up to, what, about 35, Jennifer, right? At least, yeah. 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 We had to put some boots on her when we were driving her, but she loved to go. She loved to drive. Oh, what a cute <laughs> running you, shoes it, on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but right. speaking about driving, you've got to ask Tammy about her recent driving experience with all the snow and ice they just had in oh, Texas. Oh yes, Tammy, tell us about that. I don't really want to, <laughs> 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 because after all your driving experience stories, I felt like a complete idiot. <laughs> and you know what? I should know better. I drove harness racing horses through uh, college. That's I was not going to flip burgers. I would much rather clean stalls and trot standard bread. So that's what I did all through school. But anyway, what Alan was referring to. Jamie, you'll love this. No. <laughs> well, see, we never get ice down here. And I'm from Australia, so I'm not used to all that. So when it actually had some ice and I thought, well, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to hook up my miniature pony to something like a surfboard and get in drag around. And I'm going to go skiing. And this is going to be super. And he's a little frisky, kind of spooky maybe to begin with. So I got a corner feeder bag out of my trailer and I thought that was a perfect triangle that fit my butt in it. And I tied that to my breast collar, but it was really close to his hind legs. (laughs) But anyway. Are you cringing, Wendy? Yeah. Yeah, I was too. (laughs) But she had her helmet on. (laughs) I did and I took off and then I realized that I didn't really have enough padding on my butt because that ice when it when it falls into frost it's not even (laughs) 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 so anyway I fell off and he took off and then Vernon runs out the office from work and he's like are you okay 
I'm like, yeah, help me catch the damn pony. <laughs> but <laughs> but this whole he's time, now running at full running, speed. Yeah, that, that feeder, <laughs> the feed bags is bouncing up and down behind him. He's like, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? He was, <laughs> it's going to get me. so petrified. He was running around going, oh, my God. So, <laughs> it's not the first time he's took off with me. He took off with me in a cornfield when I first <laughs> Tammy's adventure, she has all these quarter horses. It's the mini that gets her. Exactly. Yeah, I've got like 10 quarter horses here, and it's the mini that I have to approach with caution. <laughs> all right, we're going to come back after this break. And I have, uh, before we go to break, I do have a message. We, we started some new shows this year under our syndicated program, which means that the shows are actually owned by someone else, but we produce them. We started three new shows, Blades Kids Radio, done by Blaze Magazine. First, uh, the first show to have a kid, a 12-year-old, our youngest co-host, who's doing a terrific job. And then uh, Horsemanship Radio with Debbie Laux, daughter of Monty Roberts, and also uh, a little show called Chasing a Fox in a Little Black Dress done by Helena and Sissy. So we've uh, got those new shows as well. But I have a message here from Debbie Laux, daughter of Monty Roberts, for everybody from the Horsemanship Radio Show. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone, from our team at HorsemanshipRadio.com. This is Debbie Laux and Monty Roberts, and we're happy to be a part of the Horse Radio Network. Glenn the Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad. And all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. All right, I have a couple quick questions for you, and then we'll wrap this show up. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it in a different order this time. Listener Mary wants to know, if you could have a career outside of anything to do with horses, what would it be? Let's start with Reese. That is a great question. I would, I would do something with international business for sure, or work. Uh, a lot of my friends went to the State Department, or um, my ideal job would have been in Frankfurt, Germany, and I would have stayed in Germany and ridden over there. So if things didn't work out here, that's actually what I was going to do. So that was easy. You were going to leave the country for good? <laughs> yeah, I was. Well, I, exactly, right? Well, I lived in Germany for two years. So, and I love Frankfurt. Frankfurt's a great place. And obviously, to train with Mr. Schumacher every day would be awesome. So, that was my, uh, that was my plan after grad school. I thought I would try to, um, you know, do school for, or, or do, uh, be a trainer for a little while. And then I met my, well, I knew my husband, but then we actually decided to get married. So, the plan B never happened. But um, I I would I love Germany and I love Frankfurt and um, I would have I would have done that. 
for sure. So you would have been working at the U.S. Embassy in Germany. <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. As a diplomat. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Relations with Germany going downhill quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder why. I, because I'd be in, I would have been at the barn. I would have done anything just to like be able to trade. You know, I would have, yeah, like, oh, I better get a job so I can feed myself. But now I was, the, the riding was high on my list there for sure. Wendy, I'm curious. I have no idea what your answer to this is. Oh, well, you know, uh, it really ties in with Reese because I would be happy to know her as a diplomat because I would want to be a spy, an international spy. <laughs> Perfect. So I need contacts like that so I could get information and go to the That's right, right parties and get introduced to people. Oh, my God, Wendy. And we would look awesome because I'd be your, like, secret spy friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and we, we have like, to have, like, a group, you know. And we, we have to pretend we don't know animals. each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good. And we, yeah. Just what you want to be, a secret spy friend. You realize you're also going to get executed when they're caught, right? No, because it would be the only time I would carry a firearm, because then I'd want to shoot people. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to kill them. I'd want to shoot them with some kind of really, like, painful, ouchy tranquilizer gun that turns them orange for three years and makes them walk, like... You know, like the hunchback. So, is this your answer, Helena? Like, is that? (laughs) And it gives them amnesia so they can't turn you in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, James Bond Jr. (laughs) The premiere episode is on January 15th on ABC. Yeah. (laughs) The new show coming on the network. (laughs) Wendy Ying, International Woman of Mystery, and her sidekick. Right. And we would get around in a stage kind you know of. I'd be so good as a spy. You know why I'd be so good as a spy? I, I'm half Chinese, but I look very Mexican too. I can pass for Mexican, half Chinese, American Indian. I've got it all covered. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because the American Indians, we really need to spy on them now, nowadays. No, but I could be like I could infiltrate like a American Indian a kind casino? of like diplomatic. <laughs> Try that at the casino. I, like was, the, I can't get free chip. <laughs> like the wind talkers in World War II, they had their own, you know, they used all those Indians for that. Oh, That's Native right. Americans. All right, Coach Jen, I don't know your answer to this either, and I've been married to you for 25 years. <laughs> well, um, until recently, it, it changed very recently. Um, I would love to have gone into merchandising. I know, dead You science. sort of did that for a while, didn't you? <laughs> I thought you were going to say archaeology because you love archaeology. Yeah, that too. See, there's so many things. Archaeology would have been really cool. But that required a lot of education yeah. and that wasn't happening. See, that's so. the problem. I would, I, now I would love to go into sound design, but I don't have the brains for that. So, yeah. I don't even know what some of those jobs are. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Jamie, you went into radio, so you can't use radio as an answer. If it wasn't horses or radio, which would it have been? Dude, I'd be a rock star in like five seconds. I so wish <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I wish I had any sort of music. Like, I can play like major chords on a guitar. Like, that is it. Really? But I, lo- you know what? I When I was in radio, I loved. Jamie, we've heard you sing on the show. Yeah, I sing all the time and I'm awesome. So shut <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> No, I totally, I, I, I don't have any sort of stage presence. Like I'm shot. I can't sing in front of people. I totally wish I could. I got my favorite show is the voice and I wish I could get up there and sing and blow people away. And just, I just wish I had that talent. I what don't. What you guys don't know is Jamie did that for a year on stage. With Ooh. A 
Really? Yeah, I was like, I was like Phoebe from Friends. Okay, I'm like Smelly Cat is my hit. Okay, so uh, it wasn't like a real. I wish I could have been better at it to where it wouldn't have been just doing the open mic circuit in Atlanta. But that's what I did, and that's how good I was. And nobody, nobody, certainly nobody paid me. It was me just to play. a little bit of your favorite song. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And your partner was really good, though. Yeah, She's thank good. God yeah. she was good. <laughs> She's still singing, actually. She's doing quite well, isn't she? Yeah, whatever. She, she, she got rid of the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, unless you're a listener to Horses in the Morning, you don't know that Jamie plays the harmonica very well. I do. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was the only thing I could play. But no, I mean, I really wish I could sing really well, and I, I would totally be a rock star. I'd love to. But, you know, I just that's what I would do if I wasn't doing this. And my favorite thing was being involved in the music industry and uh, getting to listen to artist albums. They would bring their albums in, and we would sit down and listen to them. We'd pick the songs that we thought were going to be the hits, you know, and they would te- we would test them with audiences. And that kind of stuff was really interesting to me, too. And I, I really felt like I had a good ear for it. So all I need is a little bit of singing talent and maybe some musical talent. Then I could have totally been a super rock star. She would be a judge in American Idol today. I would. <laughs> if only I was good. Oh, the weakest link. Go ahead, I sing us. <laughs> Jamie has met more famous people than any of us will ever dream of meeting. I mean famous people. Leonardo DiCaprio and several others who she didn't have the guts to say hi to. So Why did you bring uh, them up? It's a that's really not <laughs> that's Tammy Serrance, what would you do? I actually went when I first uh, went to college, I studied psychology social work. And after that I came over here to ride horses. So I think I would go back. I, I love that kind of side of things. I'm kind of thank my mother for my screwed up childhood of having that talent <laughs> <laughs> of enjoying social work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's what I would do, Glenn. I would go back and I'd be a counselor or a social worker. And you started a nonprofit here recently that is I doing did. that kind of thing. So you're you're actually are doing that a little bit yep. now. And, yep, yep, and, yep. Love that. And, Freedom horses and have the girls in from the um, shelter here in town and teach them horsemanship. And yep, yep. Don't. That's what I kind of figured as I got older, Glenn. I'm like, you know, I really enjoy that, and but I don't have to. Um, be employed full time in order to help people. I can help them through my horses and not be so involved like I would be if I was doing that full time. So, yeah. So I'm kind of am doing what I thought I would do before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost scared to ask the next person because I have no idea what the answer is going to be. Alan. Yes, sir. chef. <laughs> <laughs> Head chef at McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> or like Burger fries King. with that. Yeah, but Burger King, I can be a little bit more creative because you can have it your way there. So uh, there's a couple of options because little known fact about me is that uh, through high school and just out of high school, I worked at a funeral home and uh, the owner was, yeah, and the owner was wanting to send me to uh, everything. Did you have to? Did you actually embalm people? I, I wasn't licensed to embalm because I never went to school. I can't say that I did. But uh, well, he did. Ew! Yeah. He just it's drained him. Don't yeah. worry, I'll be the last. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's the doctor coming out there. I, I'd, yeah, no. I'd be the last person to let you down. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, honestly, but like like uh, Tammy just said, uh, probably not a chef, but uh, I'd have my own little restaurant. You know, just easy things like some different kind of hamburgers I like to do and stuff like that. And uh, Well, your uh, mom some, was a restaurant too, right? Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she had yeah. a restaurant. And uh, 
breakfast and I've got her recipe for biscuits, big old cat heads. And, uh, that's, that's just a big biscuit, by the way. Uh, just that type of thing. I was concerned there for a minute. <laughs> I like, I like, <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'm not, okay. But, uh, we have a cat you could have, by the way. Oh. Meow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you bite into your stew and it, yeah. <laughs> get a fur ball. A chef. So we got a chef. First chef we had today. Yeah, I was going to be a rock star, but Jamie took that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. you want to be a copycat. Yeah, I really took it. Uh huh. I really <laughs> took it. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of room. Helena, is it uh, assistant to Wendy still, or did you have something else? You did have another life before the horse life. No, I wanted to be a spy. Nothing but a spy. <laughs> really? Really? And now, you know and why? Then, it's the why? fashion. It's the fashion. It's, Imagine yeah. the boots you could wear when you're a spy. Uh, right. Right, I know. And, and when you go to Russia on on Russian trips, you get to wear tons of fur and fabulous boots at the same time. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Helena, you want to start driving, in fact, because you can wear all these spy outfits while you drive. You know, I follow your Facebook post, and you you really, I love your hats and like all these really cool outfits that you get to wear, and and they don't get super dirty. You know, it's not like you know if you ride side saddle or something, or if you ride a stride, then you you get dirty. Oh, yeah. My shoes, my shoes that I wear in the carriage never touch the ground. They're just for driving. Do you wear like hot shoes under your, your, oh, like, yeah. What do you, wear? What do you call your riding habits, your driving habits? What are they my called? My new, my newest driving shoes are like total spy shoes. They're, <gasps> um, they have a phone in them? No, no, I should put a phone in them. But they're, um, they're purple alligator skin pumps. And they're so tall. I can't even walk in them at all. I mean, I can't, you couldn't walk in them. And people are like, well, how are you going to, do anything if there's an emergency. Okay, I said, I'm going to call my groom. Let's be honest. Oh, you're here, a spy. Wendy. You, you can run in those things. <laughs> let's be honest here. And oh, yeah. Wendy, Wendy's not on the tall side. And to reach the break in the carriage, she needs these shoes. I do. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, and the platform sees that. <laughs> so I they're like stilettos? They're yeah. stilettos. They're purple alligator skin stilettos. See, Alan, wow. now you want to try driving? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Have we got room at Horse Radio Network for? I gotta get down to Sarasota. Really, I really do. Um, have we got? I, I, well, it's, um, I guess maybe in all seriousness, if I wasn't gonna be a spy, which I've always wanted to be ever since my first <laughs> James Bond movie, um, I well, I have a degree in environmental science, so I had planned on being, um working wildlife management and working with big cats and preserving territory and studying behavior and tagging things and weighing things and measuring things that we did shoot with tranquilizer darts. So that was sort of the plan. And then, you know, somehow I ended up in technology. I don't know how that happened, but if I had my way, I seriously, I would, you know, I have a friend whose mother was one of the first women in the CIA, like back in the fifties. She was one of the first agents and he would tell me stories and she had a cigarette case. (laughs) She had a cigarette case. How cool is that? Like, Did she have poison things in there so she could like poison the spies with their poison? If their you drink? guys ever go to Washington D.C., you have to go to the Spy Museum. Jennifer and I got to go to that. I don't know if anybody else has been there. Wendy and Helena, you would love the Spy Museum. It is really cool. It's really cool. They have some great artifacts in there. You know, yeah, you've got to make room for a new show now, Glenn. EquanSpyRadio.com. <laughs> what can we do? Can we be spies on horseback? We can. We can be like ninjas. 
What are you going to infiltrate? Gonna the uh... spies. <laughs> I don't know. Something. The world yes. needs Well, let's keep this. They're going to infiltrate the FBI. And they really need to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go after the FBI. Let's keep this going. I, you know, my answer is, uh, you know, and I think I told Jennifer this a long time ago. I always, I was in, I was, I did have other jobs outside of horses, uh, but none of those would have been like the job I really wanted to have. I always wanted. We owned an acting company for ten years. I always wanted to do something in performing, and I, I loved radio. I always wanted. Remember, Jennifer, I told you I want to be a morning radio show host, <laughs> and, and you had a radio station for a while. Yeah. And I had to create my own radio network to do it because nobody would hire me. So that's how you accomplish that. But I, it's also one of the reasons that Horses in the Morning exists is because that's something I always wanted to do. So that's why that exists. I never thought I'd be talking about horses. I always thought I'd be the one talking about politics, which really sounds boring now. (laughs) You told us that what we were talking about we would be doing other than what we're doing couldn't be what we're doing, so that's what you're doing, so that can't be what your answer is. I can finally get that. (laughs) Uh I would try and be in radio outside of horses. Oh, Does that count? But it's still what you're doing. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, a, a, a male dancer was out because I can't dance. Chippendales. That was out. Uh, Chip and Jennifer geek. wouldn't let me. Um, Chip and geek. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember you talking about this a long time ago, that uh, if you didn't have to earn a living and you just do a job because you liked doing it, you wanted to be a maitre d'. I always did. What? At a I very fancy it. restaurant. I'd be good it. at that. You would be. I'd be a good maitre d'. I'd, I'd suck up to all those old yeah. women, and they'd be yeah. giving me $100 tips. I'd be great. Glenn Gigolo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'd be good at that. <laughs> we, we, when we did our shows, we did them at the Stokesay Castle in Reading, and that was a very fancy restaurant. You know, you didn't get out of there for less than 150 bucks. And they had a maitre d', and he was this guy, little guy, older guy, and that's what he did. He fixed up these old women with other people, and he was a gigolo. That's exactly what he did. We didn't know it at the time, but then we started hearing stories, and then I started seeing, you know, people come in, and I'd ask questions, and we found out, oh, no, that lady, that's not her husband. And it's like, oh, he has a great job, probably makes huge tips. And that's why you wanted to do it. And we have some spies on horses that can find out what all was going on now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, really quickly, let's go through this. I want to know what everybody's favorite episode of the year was, and we'll wrap with that. Uh, Helena. Oh, you always do this to me. This is my favorite (laughs) episode of the year because it's really the only chance I get to I like I love to be reminded how awesome the other hosts are because we really don't get a chance to connect to Because I suck apparently and that's why. You totally suck. But seriously, every time we do this all host episode, I'm like, oh my God, I love Tammy. Alan's so funny. I really need to get to Sarasota and visit Wendy. Like it really it makes me feel connected to something bigger and more fun and totally special. So I'm gonna go hands down with the all host episodes, my favorite. All right, Alan. Trying to be different. I was going to say that too. No, uh, mine would be from this year would be episode one fifty seven. It's not been too long ago where no we had. Uh, no, that's mine. That's world's mine. <laughs> well, you both, you're both on the same show. You can have the same one. Okay, okay I'll change mine. Mine would be one sixty three. We had what was one fifty seven? One fifty seven was Martha Josie, world champion barrel racer, and uh, she just has a real cool story uh, about her life and. Uh, and uh, buying, she, she talked her mom into buying her horse, didn't have no money, didn't have a trailer, didn't have any way to pull it or anything like that. And it's just really cool. Great story. 
But uh, since Tammy's going to say that, I'm going to say Danny Pollard, the bit maker we had on there talking about bits and uh, custom-made bits and uh, how they work and all that kind of a deal. Bits and bidding, it was really good. Jamie, we had hundreds of episodes to pick from. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, there was really nothing cooler than talking to Penny Chenery about Secretariat. I mean, Mm. that was was kind of a yeah, yeah, lifetime had, moment that. there. Um, the other thing was talking to, you know, Patty and Dean Reeves, who own Mucho Macho Man, who we have talked to since before he ran in the Kentucky Derby years ago. And we've kept up with them forever. And to have them win the Breeders' Cup Classic this year and then talk to us about it before and then after, you know, we really felt like we were a part of that. I, I, I know we weren't at all, but it, it, it just <laughs> we felt like we were part of their family. And, you know, we should have been in the winner's circle with them and and it was a really cool experience so it's been i mean it's been a hell of a year i you know i had a baby and i got to talk about all the things leading up to that and how awful being pregnant is and then you know having a baby and how cool having a baby is and how kind of a pain in the butt having a baby is and you know i feel like i bared my soul this year on this on this radio network but um all of those things (laughs) anything's in yada i'm sure well, we didn't talk about Zenyatta much. It was more Mucho Macho Man oh. this year. Yeah, it and, was more Mucho Macho Man. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And Wise Dan, he's my favorite now. So. But, are Carry you ready on. For, Carry. but are you ready for another Coach baby? Jen. Now, Coach Jen, you can pick from uh, you know either show. You know something? I had picked the Patty and Dan Reeves show, too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The minute, the minute you put that question on the sheet, I'm going, oh, absolutely. Having the, the Reeves on after the Breeders' Cup, it was just... So cool. Because who's ever cared about a horse wouldn't want to be in that position. That was just to vicariously live that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And and they were kind. They've probably been on our show eight, ten times this year. Uh, And to, you know, and they've been very kind to us. But then we, you know, we were rooting for him long before he was ever anything. Uh, so we and we only picked him because we liked his name. <laughs> so, so that's why. And, and they were ones who called us back. So yes, yeah, and they actually them. talked to us. <laughs> nobody else would talk to us. Wendy, um, I do We've like the, the host episode because uh, for the same reasons that Helena said, because it's like our once a year business meeting when we all get together. But um, I would have to say the Ringling Museum when we went to tour the Ringling oh, Museum. Yes. Yes, that was fun. Because I really like to go to the place like we 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 um, recorded it there, and that was so great. I thought, and it was so interesting, and uh, I love that uh, the people were were happy that we were there. You know, they were like really appreciated that we came to to come do do the show, and then we got that behind the stage um, tour of the Pullman car. Yes, we got to go on uh, Ringling's. Uh, uh, rail car that had been refurbished and everybody else has to look at it from the outside and they took us in and gave us a tour of it yeah I felt we, we were like VIPs that was neat I, that was neat I like the Ringling Museum That what a beautiful place yeah it's really a beautiful place and, and you know it's local for me and so I, I really enjoyed that episode a lot I want to do Reese. more on location things Glenn <laughs> okay alright Reese well I'm with everybody it's such a hard you know question because you know, we interview such great people, but um, our third show of the month, we talk with Hillary Moore Hebert, 
from Dressage Today. And I think Philip and I both really look forward to her segments um, because we kind of get lots of information there. You guys get dressage geeky. We get so geeky <laughs> and it's awesome. So I, I look forward to her every time. Because you have three trainers in the room, you know, in the in the on the show, and and she's great. And I those are my favorite shows. We started that late summer where she comes on, and those are awesome. So I really enjoy those segments segments with her for sure. And let me just clarify: no relation to me. Yeah, um, we asked that same last name, no relation <laughs> <laughs> that we could figure out anyway. Uh, and then uh, mine is we did a mine's tough because I do so many shows, but I, I have one that really stood out this year, and that for me personally, and that was the show we did on Lyme disease and people, and we had a lot of great guests on doctors and things, and it was a very serious show that uh, Helene and I did, <clears throat> and uh, it turns out that it's been the most downloaded show ever in the history of the Horse Radio Network. Um. And it, it, the reason it is, is it got picked up by a lot of the Lime groups, uh, promoted it for us. And we had a lot of people listen to that show just because it, we had a lot of reaction from our listeners who, uh, we had a lot of reaction from our listeners who have had Lyme or, ha- or know people who have chronic Lyme. Mm-hmm. And the response we got from that, and people actually got in contact with the doctor we had on. Uh, I started my Lyme diet again after that and have been feeling so much better, but that's the impetus. Actually, the doctor we had on the show, Helena will test this, talked to us off the air and really said, you've got to get back on your diet because I was getting sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. What's your diet? And what can you not have? I can't have anything with gluten, which is anything bread or, you know, oh. yeast kind of thing and or sugar. So no sugar, no uh, gluten. Nah. <laughs> you would love it it's pretty much meat and potatoes alan i love bring bread. on the limes bring on the limes give it to me <laughs> but yeah that's the t- you, if you could do one without the other it's not so bad like no sugar but you're allowed to have bread but when you get rid of all the bread and pizza and pasta and everything and sugar then that that makes it tough but i've lost uh, 25 pounds and uh, i'm not getting sick every month so yeah it's, yes. Jennifer's very happy about that. It's worth it. But that show in particular was the one that really stood out and really got got the Horse Radio Network a lot of exposure this year. So that would be mine. Well, this hey, has Glenn. been fun, guys. Yeah. I forgot to ask Tammy. Forgot to no, ask Tammy. Uh, Did I miss Alan, Tammy? Ellen ruined mine. No, no. I, well, yeah, I, I think I skipped you because you said the same one. I yeah, went somewhere else. Did, really. I, no, Did you want to say one, Tammy? No, Ellen's already said it. He's Tell just... us why, though. <laughs> No, actually, I really liked it for different reasons why I liked it. And I hate to sound selfish, but I have a timed event horse who's getting old. And she was just, you know, it, and it wasn't like a lot of information I hadn't heard before. But to hear it from someone, like, who's so respected, uh, I really enjoyed that more for what I got out of it personally. <laughs> selfish as that sounds. But uh, it was great to hear her hints on how to keep an aged horse uh, running in timed events. And that was really useful for me. So it was the same show as Alan, but different reasons. <laughs> hey, you know, we don't make any money doing this. We have to get something else out of it. So that's perfectly <laughs> fine, Tammy. <laughs> Don't be like I like this show because it's all about me and that's I right. Look all this out of it and yeah. 
<laughs> well, thank you all for, for another terrific year on the Horse Radio Network. Uh, I appreciate you all, and I appreciate you being here and putting out the shows you do every week. You know, it's there's as much or more, there's a lot more work, actually, that goes on. If, if all of us could just show up and record, didn't have to book guests and edit shows and do all that part of it, this would be the perfect job ever. Uh, but there is all that other stuff we have to do, which, which makes it work. So we, we appreciate you doing that, and Jennifer and I both. We appreciate our listeners, too. Let's uh, give them a round of applause yes. because they listen every week. Thank you to all our listeners for being here with us uh, every week or every day, depending on the show. We appreciate you all in all the different countries that you listen from. Our Horse Radio Network app, the new app that we have, is being downloaded now by over 30 countries. Some countries, I had to even look them up in the map. I had no idea where they were. <laughs> and people are apparently listening there, so that's terrific. Wendy and, and Helena become... know where they are. Spies know where yes, they are. Yes, that's right. right. Spies that's know right. it. And we've been there. We've been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't talk about it. Nobody saw yeah. you, but you were there. <laughs> Right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, so let's give another round of applause for our sponsors too. We appreciate Yay. our sponsors. Yay. Thank you so much for sponsoring. We really appreciate that. And to our new shows that are coming on syndicated, and we have a lot more new things coming up in 2014. So stay tuned, everybody. From all of us at the Horse Radio Network, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you again on the All Hosts episode next year in 2014. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Say good night. Happy holidays.
If the fates align.